Three, two, one, go. Hurry up, go. <laughs> Where am I going? Am I am I going to the store? Am I going to change my outfit? Where am I going? Am I going somewhere? I don't know. Where are you going? No, you told me to go, so I just wanted to know where I was going. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> Guys, you told me to go. I don't know where to go. This is great. Yeah, I told me to go, so I'm going. Going, going, gone to wrestling. So, wrestling happened. And it was a thing. Were you as bored as I was tonight? I was border. Wait, you can't say that. This is kind of bad. You can't say that. Even more bored? Okay, you can say you're even more bored. <laughs> okay. Dude, like, SmackDown was just boring as hell. And, like, besides one match on AEW, everything was boring. Just Pretty boring much. As hell. Yeah. So, SmackDown just kind of, you know, was there. It started out with Charlotte and Ronda Rousey signing a contract and they did their usual back and forth, blah, 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 yada, yada. I love cookies. You love bananas. We don't want to fight about this. We should make each other just say, I quit. Yeah, I'm going to steal your baby and run away. I'm going to take your title and burn it in the cement mixer. I don't know what they were talking about. The funny part about the baby is feeling like S word is going to be a thing. It probably is. It's like, oh, God, this sucks. <laughs> but then, like, the best part was Drew Gulak showed up with the contract yeah. and said, hey. And then Charlotte did the most egregious thing in the world. She cut off Drew with the PowerPoint presentation. I was sad. Yeah. And then Charlotte flipped over the table, hit Rhonda with a kendo stick, blah, blah, blah. Rhonda got the better of her. Then she put Drew Gulak in an arm bar and she grabbed the contract and grabbed the pen out of Drew Gulak's hand and signed the contract while she had him in an arm bar and said, Charlotte, this is going to be you in two weeks. Remember this, bitch. Okay, whatever. Who cares? Moving on. I mean, he's Drew Gulak on TV again. So. And you can say that about a lot of people, but like, also just like, <laughs> this is just like, or really, who cares? You know, like. So then we had a rematch. Like, I'm so angry that this is going to keep happening until either Big E is better or they find a way to end this story and get away from it. It's the New Day versus the the E-Senders, or whatever they're called. But it's the same outcome. It's bitch losing to Xavier Woods with a fucking roll-up. And it's like, bro, what? And then bitch runs off. It's like, uh, what? Okay, whatever. Who cares? 
you get so much credit for remembering that fucking joke and which one was which. Yes. <laughs> Bitch and botch. <laughs> so speaking of botching, we have Aaliyah backstage with Ricochet. And she's standing there, they're talking, and Ricochet sounds like he's cutting the fucking promo in front of the audience. And he's just like, dude, just be you and stop trying to be what they make you. Just be you. And then all of a sudden, Shanky and Jinder come up, and Shanky says, Right to me. And Ricochet says, Okay. And I'm like, What the fuck? It's Shanky, dog. Shanky. Then Gunther beats up some regular dude. And he just beats the hell out of him, slaps his chest, beats the shit out of him. And it's like, okay. Gunther just, just murdered a guy and we're supposed to be something? I don't, I don't know. He, he murdered a person? Whatever. Like, so, he's been doing that before, before he was Walter. So. Yeah, so we see Randy in the back and then Riddle are talking. And Drew shows up and Drew's like, hey. And, Rand, and Riddle's like, dude, Calm down, bro. We're all on the same team now. I, I just wanted to tell you we're all the same people, bro. And Drew goes, yeah, no problem. And he shakes his hand and like everything is back to normal. And then we get Zia Lee and she goes, once I was a protector, but no more. Because I'm not protecting anybody except myself. And it's like, dude, you turned heel for no reason. Like, there's no reason behind this. You just all of a sudden the heel. Just I'm protecting myself from what? Like, you are how? Why? Somebody explain this to me. Here's the funny part: she went mm-hmm. face for no reason, also, because like she was a good heel, bro. Like, was, like they don't know what to do with her. At least she's back on TV, kind of, because like until she wrestles. She's not back on TV, in my opinion. So at least she's kind of. You're thousand percent right because they probably do her like they did fucking Alistair Black, do a bunch of promos, then all of a sudden fire her. They're gonna do something, but like I, I have no idea what's going on. So I'm just like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so then we have Jay Uso versus Riddle again, and Jay loses to Riddle again, and. <laughs> Roman is upset and it's like okay like this was boring it was pointless it had no points to it whatever so then we got the boss and glow and they're out here talking about the tag titles the people chant you deserve it and then here comes the house of cards and it's Natty and Shannon saying hey we're your next contenders Okay, they don't have any other tag teams. There was no choice. Like, you guys, like, there was no choice. So then we had Mad Crap Moss with Bartender Cabron. And Bartender Cabron's like, hey, bro, me and you should get back together. Like, uh, I got a joke for you. Like, we're going to get back together when you're able to go a full head of hair. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not funny. Don't make ball jokes. Keep a ball. God. <laughs> so then we had Mad Crap versus Angel Garza. 
It was a okay. It wasn't even okay. I'm not gonna lie. It, it was just there. It was a match. They had it. Mad Crab beat Angel, and then Mad Crab got beat up by Bartender Cabron, and Bartender Cabron took um Mad Crab's trophy, and it was funny because he goes, he takes the trophy, and Pat McAfee says. Oh my god, he can't take the trophy. That doesn't belong to you. And Michael Cole immediately goes, It did belong to him one time. And Pat just goes, Oh. It just, it just leaves it at that. So it's like, that's actually funny. Thank you for that. Right? It was so funny. So then we get Sammy in the back, and Sammy's knocking on Roman's door because he's trying to find a way out of this lumberjack match. He's like, Alright, I'm gonna get Roman to lend me the Usos to like save the day so they could get in a lumberjack match because Randy and Riddle are out there and I'm going to use the Usos to distract everybody so you know I could win so yeah we get another Lacey Evans promo where it's good and she's talking about stuff in her life and it's like oh that's sad but yeah. So then it's time for the the main event. Whatever. Wrong show. It was a right show because it was still the main event. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> main event's a main event anywhere. So it's Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn in a lumberjill match, and the match is happening. And oh my god, he's he's not supposed to get out. He's not supposed to get out. He gets thrown back in. He's not supposed to get out. He gets thrown back in. Oh, God. He's not supposed to get out again. He gets thrown back in. All right. Whatever. Who cares? So then Sammy gets Sammy gets them to distract each other. And all of a sudden, Sammy says, I'm out of here. Everybody's distracted. <laughs> you can't catch me, Drew. I'm out. And Sammy runs away. And Sammy's gone. He's completely gone. And Drew's like, hey, get back here. And Adam Pierce goes, Fuck this. Fuck this. Fuck this. Fuck this. No more of this shit. You keep running away, you little bitch. Next week, steel cage. You're stuck in there, pussy. And Sammy's losing his fucking shit, and Drew's like, yeah, I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna fuck you up. And then, for some reason, Shanky and Gender attack Drew. And Drew just beats the hell out of him and makes Shanky look like a big, dumb idiot when he has a match next week and it's like dude what the fuck is going on here like what is happening I have no idea like that shit was weird as shit to me I guess it's, I was like past feud with group remember the whole bike situation and everything dude like that's over and dead there should be no more of that it shouldn't be like, yeah it's so stupid and another thing that pissed me off was like yo fucking Right fucking there, we had goddamn Shinsuke Nakamura, who's supposed to be fighting Roman, and there was no build to that. I was like, God damn it, that sucks. That sucks. Apparently, it didn't happen randomly. Yeah, but like, whatever. Like, whatever. Who cares? It's just, it's, that was SmackDown. It was, whatever. Who gives a shit? So, 
before we get on to the next thing, we're gonna get on to some news. You wanna get to some news, bro? Oh, bro. You're gonna get to some fucking news, dude. Yeah, smoke that 420 weed. Because <laughs> WWE has dropped, dropped their marijuana bad list of drugs. They're like, eh, fuck it. It's no more. It's no reason. And this, like, to be honest, this should have been, like, taken out years ago. Like, weed is such a non-lethal drug. Like, why even put it in the banned list? Like, oh, it's a substance that... No, it's not. Shut up. Like, it's legal. Like, it's legal in most states now. Like, come on. Like, WWE was, like, the last people to go, oh, fuck it. Or we'll just, like, get rid of weed off of the banned substance. It's like, all right. I'm like, okay. Whatever. The funny part is, I could have sworn it was off that shit like years ago. No, it wasn't. People were still getting fined for it. Unless you was like a really, really, really top talent, everybody else was getting fined. Oh, damn, bro. (laughs) But here's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, years ago, 1996, I'm not even joking, 1996, somebody made an actual statement that was talking about, yo, I would rather people be on weed than to be on drugs. Like, it's okay. Like, I don't want to see people on drugs. Like, but weed is not even a bad drug. Like, nothing's wrong. Like, it doesn't fuck you up. It doesn't... It's just weed. And that person, you know who that person was in 1996? Was Bret the Hitman Hart. Bret Hart did that. Bret Hart said that in a WWF locker room. And he literally said that in a fucking interview. And everybody's like, oh yeah, Bret Hart is great. And it brings me back to the CM Punk statement where he was like, yo, I'm mad that Brett's not getting that Saudi Arabia money. Well, Brett's getting some kind of Arabian money because Brett is getting paid by WWE. Apparently. Quote, unquote. Yeah. So apparently, like, WWE has said, oh, you guys want to use him in a revival? No, no, no. We're going to get Brett and sign him to a contract. And, like, immediately everybody went to, like, WWE is a piece of shit. WWE is a piece of shit. WWE's assholes. WWE's this. WWE's that. And like, they totally, like, you know how people get when shit happens. And like, it was like, it would be justified for anybody else, for anybody else to be like, oh my God, I can't believe this. It would be justified. But here's the thing I've heard from some people who are actual wrestlers and wrestle in AEW and said, yo, I'm going to be honest. I would have loved to have Brett come be there and hang out with us and we get to hang out with Brett. But to be honest, if they're paying him all of that money, he fucking deserves it. It's Brett Hart. He deserves that money. So who cares? Like, yeah, like, yeah, I would have rather this to happen. But instead, like, my hero's making all of this fucking money. Dude, I don't care. And the fucking fan base is just like digging themselves in ditches going I hate WWE for doing this and it's like yeah that hurt a storyline that could have potentially happened but at the same time it's like dude if he's getting paid he fucking deserves it he fucking deserves it so it's fine like he has a he has a family still he has all of this still like it doesn't matter what, what we all think because we're not Bret Hart like yep. Brett's like, yo, I I might need a couple dollars, so 
they want to give me a couple million, fuck it, I'm taking it. And it's like, let him do it. Like, I, I don't understand why people get so up in arms like, oh my God, and then somebody's probably going to say, you're only saying this because you're a WWE person. No, like I literally, you hear me on this podcast advocate for people to just fucking leave WWE and go to fucking AEW or anywhere else. I advocate that so many times. Like, so don't give me that bullshit, but like, this is a situation with him. And that brings up another situation with FTR, which they literally have been, WWE all of a sudden is like, yo, I want FTR, I want FTR, I want FTR. And everybody immediately going, why do you want FTR? You had FTR, you ain't do nothing with him. Why do you want him? Blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm immediately going back to the same Bret Hart argument. FTR has a family. They have fucking families, dude. Like, I don't care what you say about what they do, wrestling and all of that. Like, yes, wrestling is a passion, but wrestling pays bills. So if somebody else is willing to pay me way more than I'm getting paid here, even when my new contract is up, and they don't give me what WWE is offering, I'm sorry. I I may love Tony Khan, may love wrestling in AEW, I may love being here and getting the adulation for fans, being able to do whatever the fuck I want, but I have to think about my fucking family. I'm not going to be able to do this for years. I'm thinking about my fucking family. They're offering me six times what I'm getting paid now or what I would be getting paid. I'm sorry, dude. Like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't care if the fans hate me. I don't care if this person hates me or not. I'm going to get paid. Like, and when that contract runs out, it's, it's going to be a bigger guarantee that AEW is going to be like, hey, you want to come back? You're paying more? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to come back. Until the end of time, I'm going to play this game as long as I'm getting paid and putting food on my family's table. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Don't be that asshole that's like, I can't believe they left. I can't believe this person jumped. Yeah, if the money's right, I'll jump too. Basically. Yeah. Speaking of FTR, they were on a podcast. They were talking about how they met and WWE was the one who put them together for the first time. They said they actually knew about each other. They saw each other on a the road. They never really interacted. WWE told them, get in there. You, you have a match. They had a match. Next day, they said, you two were attacked. They rode around. They trained together. They became closer and closer. And they wanted to have a match against each other because like they only had that one match and they wanted to have a match against each other later on and they decided to do it in the own heart tournament so that's why we're getting the own heart tournament match because they asked for it and it's going to be a good match like I'm actually looking forward to that match out of all of the matches honestly me too that's just going to be yeah. dope yeah and to bring back something you said about on Dynamite because you were like yeah, this thing on Dynamite happened and you like, you kind of was like sits on the bottom and I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, I'm definitely going to tell you about this thing because you totally called it and I said this wasn't a thing. You know what the <laughs> thing is? You want to know what? what the thing is? What? Dante Martin is injured. Darius, you mean? Darius. Darius. Yeah, Darius. Oh, shit. Darius injured again. And, like, I don't want to be that guy to be like, oh, my God, this guy's accident prone. We need to, like, watch him. But, like, he just came back. And, like, my thoughts are, 
Like my thoughts are honestly this: Did he come back too early, and that's why he like got injured again? But like, I hope not. Like, I really hope that he didn't, because I like top flight security. Like, they're like really awesome and my favorite. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, okay, that was that was a thing. I'm gonna say the case of him coming back too early, like. His brother was getting his shine on, and like he got too eager to get back in there. You know what I mean? I hope that's not the case. I hope he actually was just like he just got another injury, and I hope he's not going to be out for this long. I really hope not. Hope not. No. Because I love tight flight, tight flight security, and I really wish top flight security can get to go over in Japan and wrestle in New Japan for a while since like the whole collaboration is happening. And it would be cool. So, like, I hope he gets, like, uninjured soon. I want them to get the gold, too, eventually, too. Yeah, like, the junior tag championships would be fucking awesome for them, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I, like, I would be so, like, I would be so happy with them because, like, the junior tag division over there in, in New Japan is just, like, meh. It's, like, super abysmal. So, the, the inject, like, top flight security in there with, like, some of the teams that's actually there now it would make me go, yeah, yeah. This is this is hot. It, it'll be you back like spark for a division to have it go popping. So they would they would be a spark. Yeah, because like that whole division, like it like all fell apart when like Ring of Honor and AEW came about with the whole thing where that all broke apart and it like it took away a lot of people and then COVID hit. So like. We've actually been for like three years without people. So now it's so now it's the opportunity to have people who aren't just regular New Japan people in there and like we can mix it up and add some extra stuff and have a lot more fun than we used to have. Cause like before like when the Ring of Honor days was a thing, you would have a lot of Americans come over in different tournaments and to be like, Oh wow, we have this person and this person and this and that, like Kyle O'Reilly and Bob Fish, that was like like to be honest, like I've watched them in Ring of Honor for a long time, but when they went to New Japan and they had them separated and they did like matches in the junior division solo, it made me look at them completely different it was like, oh my god they're good solo wrestlers and then it went like not even joking, it went from Bob Fish having a title and then it like spit into Kyle O'Reilly becoming a single star later. And like all of that happened because of what happened in New Japan. I was like, oh shit, like this is oh shit, like they really took off right there. I was like, god damn, dude. It needs to happen so, again for them. It, it needs to happen again for a lot of like a lot of like a lot of people I don't think were around the 2015, 2016, 2017 era of New Japan slash Ring of Honor where it was basically crossover at the crossover at the crossover that was like really awesome. Matter of fact, 24, no, 2015 era. Like the 2015 era because that's when we had Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen at the time versus Shinsuke Nakamura. We had the tag team match with Nakamura and Okada in Ring of Honor. And like Tanahashi was over there, like all of this stuff was happening. It was like it was like 
New Japan's like first time in a long time coming back to America and teaming up with Ring of Honor. So like it like that was the first start of the big crossover. And then like when they used to send the Young Lions on excursion, it was like that was the beginning of the crossover. And like it bled into like something big until the Bucks left. Once the Bucks left, the Ring of Honor deal kind of soured because it's like, yo, you guys like kind of screwed us with all of this. Like, no, 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 we got you. And then they just like kind of just went their separate ways. And I know people are going to be like, well, it's, it was the Bucks that like held everything together. It was like, no, they kind of screwed everybody. And like, no matter how, like, I don't care what anybody says about you people don't know anything. You people don't know anything. Look at the fucking science. When the Bucks and Kenny and them left, they took a huge piece out of Ring of Honor. Ring of, Ring of Honor was trying to fill those holes and they couldn't. And while they were trying to fill the holes, they were dealing with New Japan and upsetting them because they didn't know what they were doing and they were fucking with New Japan's plans. And it fucked up and New Japan was like, yo, we're not dealing with Ring of Honor no more. Bye. And they stopped dealing with Ring of Honor and Ring of Honor started to like crumble into what it is. And people go, no, 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 the Bucks, you have to agree the Bucks fucking killed Ring of Honor. That's why it was so easy for them to take Ring of Honor after they created AEW. Yep. Like, like Bucks and like, and I know people are like, well, you're not blaming Kenny because Kenny wasn't over there. Kenny was in New Japan. So like, don't like, don't pretend like, oh my god, no, Kenny was in New Japan. It wasn't a thing. Like you could say, like you could say Cody because Cody was there, but like, yeah, it was. Cody and the Bucks like killed Ring of Honor and now that Ring of Honor was holding like Ring of Honor was starting to come back and then all of a sudden yeah we're here we're there dead so yeah (laughs) but bringing that back to the New Japan talk which is the New Japan AEW talk we had Ishii versus Adam Cole baby so this was real a good, good match. match. Yeah, yeah, it was a real good. It was a real good match. Of course, Cole won this match. It was, it was awesome because like it's all leading into like the crossover and things like this is gonna happen. Other things are gonna happen. It's like yeah, I'm not upset because like New Japan is gonna win out somewhat in the end. But I just, like I said, like I keep saying, I hope it doesn't fall. I hope the ceiling doesn't fall with these two companies working together, which would make me sad. And it's not like, oh, because like AEW, this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't want it to fall because it can be a great working relationship. Like, even though I have my, like, quarrels with the fan base and my hatred for the Bucks. Yes, I said it. I admitted it. My hatred for the Bucks. I said it. Like, that whole thing, like, no matter all of that, there's rest- there's great wrestlers in fucking AEW and mixing yeah. them with the great wrestlers in New Japan would be great. It would be great. Like we just said, Top Flight, FTR over there. 
Mm-hmm. Red Dragon over there. My goodness. And that's just tag teams. Like, imagine, like, single wrestlers. Yeah. So, the match was over when Jay White came down and threw Rocky Romero into the steps. And Orange Cassidy was out there, too. So, like, Orange Cassidy is looking at Jay White like he wants to face him. But, like, I guess that could be a thing. But the thing is, like, a lot of people totally missed this. And I totally grabbed onto this, like, as soon as it happened. Because Jay is standing at the top of the ramp. And Cole comes up and he raises Cole's arm. And I know you're like, well, he just raised his arm. It was the way he did it because... It's a certain way that Jay White does this. It's a certain way that Jay White does things with like little nuances that you're like, what? It's like the last two times he did something like that when raising somebody's arm and like being cozy with that person, he easily portrayed that person. And it's like, I've seen it in the way he did it and he was all smiles like normal. And I was just like literally sitting there going, He's going to Blade Runner. He's going to Blade Runner. But he didn't. So I'm like, okay, it could happen later. It might happen later. I hope it does happen later. He's going to get him eventually. Yeah, because Adam Cole and Jay White would be a great match. And I like the funny part is I love how many people go, oh, my God, I want to see Kenny versus Jay White. I want to see Kenny versus Jay White. And it's like, do you want to see Kenny and Jay White because it never happened? Yeah, because it would be the first time it happened. Do you really want to say that? Like, do you really want to be the person that says that? Because <laughs> he was the catalyst to fucking changing everything in the Bullet Club. It was Jay White. But, okay, yeah. When Jay White and Kenny had a match and he beat Kenny, that changed everything everything. It literally was a match that going into it, no one thought it would change anything. It changed the whole entire world. I don't even watch New Japan like that and I knew that. <laughs> yes. So then we had a backstage thing and Hook's walking with Leslie and all of a sudden he turns the corner and all the chips are on the floor and Dan Housen is saying you're gonna fight me now? I got the chips up. You gotta fight me. And wow, you feel just like him. Hook <laughs> walks up to him and he goes, You want my attention? You got my attention. And like, I was shocked because I was like, Wait, he speaks? He speaks? And immediately, every person on the timeline just lost it. Like, I don't mean just, like, lost it. I mean lost, just lost it. Yeah, complete lost it. Get the mops ready. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, Hook, like, not only is handsome, he's handsome with a voice, and they love him. They love him. For some other reason, I didn't think he sounded like that. I, he had the intimidating voice. <laughs> Dude, like, I, like I'm like i 100% honest. I didn't think he had sexy voice. And he immediately had sexy voice. I'm like, oh my god, you have sexy voice? Oh, it's a rap for all of us. It's a rap for all of us guys. Like, we have, like, we're, we're done. 
Like, we're done. Like, you have sexy voice, the look and everything. All right. That's it. We're done. We should just pack it up. Just go go sit in a corner. It's over. Pretty much. But then we had a match that was really fucking hilarious. It's really fucking hilarious. So, Landstorm comes... Lance, not Landstorm. Lance Archer comes out, and Serpentico jumps on him because they're having a match. Serpentico jumps on him. Lance Archer just beats the hell out of him, slams him like eight gazillion times, would not stop slamming him, just kept slamming him, throwing him up and down, slamming him, throwing the shit out of him, slamming him, slamming him, fucking him up, slamming him, throwing him, slamming him, pinned him, slammed him, slammed him, slammed him, slammed him, slammed him again. God damn, slam him one more time and then left. I'm like, Jesus Christ. No fucks given. None. So then we had Eddie Kingston versus Daniel Garcia, who have been fighting forever. And they finally had this match again. And Eddie Kingston beats the shit out of Daniel Garcia. And then he's about to whip him with a strap and he says, I'm going to say this beating for Jericho. Okay. Uh, all right. That, like, I didn't understand that because he didn't hit Daniel Garcia. He just had the belt. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. He got, what, three more people to go until he gets to Jericho? Yeah, but like, why did you threaten him with the belt and not beat him? Like, you took it off and you had it. And I thought he was just going to beat Daniel Garcia. But, like, he didn't. He just had the belt and said, I'm going to say this beat for Jericho. So, yeah. So, then we get Keith Lee and Swerve. And Swerve called them Calvin and Hobbs. He said, Calvin and Hobbs, I'm going to beat your ass. And we're going to kill you as a tag team. And Keith Lee was talking about how much he loved Taz. And then they cut to Ricky Starks, which is Calvin. And then he says, listen, you broke-ass Kenan and Kel, you're going to kick your ass. And I'm like, okay, all right. That, like, that was so good. Like, everything about that was so good to me. I'm like, that, that was so good. I, I don't know why, but, like, they're having one more match. And it feels like to me, it's like, they can't find a way to break these guys apart and send them to a different journey and I'm just like I understand you guys are together but like send them apart send them somewhere else like you keep running this back together it's like it will never get resolved it's like they were loud people yeah yeah but like they should fix this it's AEW you have a gazillion people fix it mm-hmm. sorry so then we get to the back and we have the hot sticky mess because we have Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm, and Britt Baker. They're all in the back and they're arguing. And so the match is, they're not going to have this match to like May 12th. It's like a month away. And it's like, dude, like, why are we like anticipating this a month away? And so Tony's like, listen, I don't really give a shit what you say. I'm going to beat Jamie and you, Britt, I'll see you later. That's if you win. 
and she walks off and laughs. And Jamie's like, yeah, she'll, she might win. She didn't, like, she didn't straight up say you. Like, she's like, yeah, she, she might win. Yeah. Okay. Then, then we had the main event, the problem. Marina Shafir versus Jade Cargill. And this was an okay match. It wasn't that bad. It was an okay match. And Jade beat Marina Shafir. One, two, three. And Jade gets her 30th win. I don't even this match. Like, their whole baddie section thing. Like, now they interfere and shit. Like, it could have left it the way it was. No, I, I figured that they were going to do that because it's just like, I don't know. It feels like it was just set up to do that. Like, as soon as they put it ripped over in the minute, right? Yeah, like, as soon as they did that, it's like, it's going to be a faction, too. Like, it's yeah. going to be a faction. They're doing TikTok dances together. They're doing all this crazy shit. It's going to be a faction. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. Um. I can, I can do without it. It's, it's not my taste. It's like, and I know people are like, wait, wait, but you don't like the Jay Cargill stuff? No, I like, I like Jay Cargill. I'm a huge fan of her. I think she's the star of fucking AEW. Yeah, 100%. I just like, don't want the baddie section. Like, that's, yeah, like, I'm yeah, I'm just not I'm not okay with it. Like if yeah. you just like had them as the baddie section, I'd be like, okay, understandable, agree, baddie section, boom. Uh no. No. Not this. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah, I'm, I'm kinda over this. So yeah. That was that. So how do you feel about this whatever crap? <laughs> Is that it was crap? Yeah. That, For the most part, it was crap. Like, good match here and there. Mind you, good. Only, like, match of the night was probably a Jaden Cargo match. Yeah. But, like, uh, like, I feel like we just, uh, Got kind of, I don't know. Just, I yeah, I don't really have words. Um, yeah. So, anything else you want to talk about? I'm just about to ask you that. Do you got any news? No, or how Batman was made? Uh, yeah, that shit was made. <laughs> yeah, I've seen so many people. Go, oh my god, the Batman's so awesome. The Batman's so awesome. I'm like, it was mad. Like, it, was, it was mad. Like I, can, like, I can really just, like, not have everybody go, oh my god, it was so good. It was so good. It was, like, the greatest Batman. Like, it was mad. It was mad. Like, it was, like, it was so much better you could have did. The fucking, like, it was, to me, it was, like, you have a detective show and you're like, all right, kind of a good detective, not good, kind of a good detective. 
Then you have like the little Batman pieces, and it's like, yeah, but they didn't feel like they didn't feel jointed to me. They didn't feel like they all fit together. And I know people are going to get mad at me when I bring up Christian Bell, but dude, he had he had a full on just like I'm a detective plus I'm Batman and I'm Playboy Bruce Wayne. He had all of that shit together. It was like okay. He's like what I compare Tom Holland to. It's like Tom Holland is the perfect Spider-Man, and I compare Nolan to, I mean not Nolan, but Christian Bale to be the great Batman. I know people don't think so, but like, yeah, I know. Like he's really like he's really good, even in fucking Dark Knight Rises, which was totally horrible. He still was good. Yeah, that that you can't blame him for that. No, that was the writing of that movie. Yeah, and like thought he did good. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, like I do understand kind of how people were like, "Yeah, this is this is the greatest Batman. This is the greatest Batman," because a lot of people have been saying they want to erase like how everybody looks at like Christian Bale's Batman because everybody's too tied to that just because of the Joker. It's like, dude you can't you don't have a joker that actually compares to that like no like whoever becomes a joker in the little bit of the joker we see it in this the joker who steps up after this has to knock it out of the park like literally knock it out of the park and burn that roll down where people be like okay we can't compare it like when you put a definitive role there and then nobody can fucking touch it, then that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Like, you can't be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is... No. If you can't fucking beat that definitive one, then it's, it's a problem. At the very least, come close. Yeah, and like, this little bit of Joker, I know somebody's gonna say, let it play out. Let it play out. Yeah, I will let it play out, but from right now, where I'm sitting at, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it at all. It so, is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't I didn't enjoy that. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's our Scatman review. <laughs> um yeah, we aren't vengeance. We're, 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 we're not vengeance. We are wrestling. We are wrestling. 